traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Welcome back, folks. This is Steve Moore. You're listening to More Money on 77 Talk Radio WABC. Uh, We are with you every Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. So thank you so much for joining some of your weekend uh, with me to talk about money and politics and policy and uh, the nation's finances. We have two fabulous guests uh, on the show this afternoon. Uh, Alfredo Ortiz, who is the president of Job Creators Network. And as again, if you're a small businessman or woman, you should definitely be part of this coalition. It's a great group. Alfredo has done an amazing job. I'm so fortunate to partner with them on a lot of the great uh, policy th- things we did under Trump and, and now trying to stop a lot of the anti-business stuff that Biden is doing. And then E.J. Antoni is with the Texas Public Policy Foundation. He's an economist. He also works with me at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And folks, do not forget Please sign up for our free prosperity hotline. It's emailed out five mornings a week. You can get it for free. It costs you nothing. Just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website and uh, click on the button. Give us your email, and we will send that to you five mornings a week right to your computer screen. Okay, uh, gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks for holding over. Um, Alfredo, we've had a huge debate in this country over the last year or so about unemployment benefits. And you and I have been probably two of the staunchest critics of this policy of paying these extra $300 a week uh, month unemployment benefits per person, by the way, that's $600 a month per, uh, for, a, for a couple with two unemployed parents. And I'm seeing it in the data, and I'm sure you are too, that these unemployment benefits are keeping people out of the workforce. And a lot of the businesses that I talk to they say they're still, here we are in late August, they're still having a problem getting workers back on the job. Yeah, see, that's absolutely right. Yeah, You and I have been at this pretty much since it was floated as an idea. Um, we warned folks that it was going to be an issue, especially with our small businesses. It certainly became a major issue. Um, you know, we have a true labor shortage now in this country. Um, and a lot of that is because of the extension of the unemployment benefits. And remember, it was even a little bit more before. Now it's come down to the 300, you know, by uh, hopefully, and I think at the end of September, they will fully go away. But we're starting to see the uptick uh, in, in, in the job numbers with the unemployment numbers dropping right, and more right. people entering back in the force because there isn't much of an incentive, uh, you know, to basically just sit on your butt, uh, which is basically what that was doing uh, instead mm-hmm. of working. And all of our small business, I'm talking all across the country. That is the one common thing I've been hearing from people. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, would you happen to have an employee or two because we are in desperate need? I can't tell you how many cases now I've heard of people calling me and saying, you know, we, we've had a close Monday and Tuesday because we just yep, don't yep, have yep, enough yep. staff, right? There, a lot of these restaurants are only opening out Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays because right, that's all right. the staff that they can do. Um, you and know, and yeah. this is real. Yeah, we went out uh, – 
my wife and I went out for dinner last night and there was a, a big sign on the Mexican restaurant that we love to go to. Uh, and it said uh, just that, you know, we're going to be not, not open seven nights a, a week any longer. And it said, we will hire anybody, <laughs> anybody who will hire you. If you can come in and wait on tables or work in the kitchen, we need you. And it is a constant, constant uh, problem. And, uh, and it's a shame because these businesses are really suffering and the big businesses right. can afford to pay them more money, but the, the, the smaller ones cannot. Now, EJ, you've done some research on this yourself on the impact, this, uh, EJ Antoni of the uh, Texas Policy Foundation, on the impact of these unemployment benefits on uh, the ability to get people back to work. And what, what are you finding? Steve, we're finding exactly what Alfredo and you just described, that states that continue paying these supplemental unemployment benefits are failing to allow their labor market to recover full, fully. And I'm reminded of what Milton Friedman used to say, that if the government were put in charge of the Sahara Desert in five years, there would be a shortage of sand, right? <laughs> right well, sure right. enough, we have, we have 10.1 million unfilled jobs, according to the, yeah. the most recent report. So the government, in not five years, but only about one and a half, they, they've created so warped and poison of a labor market that there are millions of unfilled jobs and millions of yeah. job openings. So we basically have a shortage and a surplus at the same time. Now, what really worries me, uh, gentlemen, uh, and Alfredo, I'd love for you to ch chime in on this. Um, I'm hearing from the Biden administration that they want to allow about $300 billion of that money that was spent on the blue state bailout back in March. They want the states to give that, allow the states to extend the unemployment benefits beyond Labor Day. The whole deal was, you know, that these, these benefits will expire on Labor Day. But now I'm hearing is many states may continue with these policies. And incidentally, it also is a, is a big problem with respect to the eviction moratoriums where people aren't paying their rent. I, don't, I just don't know how small businesses can deal with these issues. I have a good friend, Alfredo, who, who is not rich. He is, owns apartment buildings. And he says 80% of his people are not paying rent right now because the government's saying, you know, you don't have to pay your rent. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't even understand. It just shows how out of touch Steve Biden and the administration is with reality. I mean, there is absolutely zero reason at this point, zero reason to extend these unemployment benefits. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of one reason why. When you've got what, what was just described, you know, this, this surplus, I mean, 10.6 million unfilled jobs. Right. Yet you still have a labor yep. shortage. I mean, it's, it's just the most ridiculous thing. And it is. It's just it's been created by this this interference by government into the labor markets. And it, it's just absolutely unnecessary. And I have to tell you, it's just it's a constant influx. And you talk about the attack on small businesses. We talk about it as well. I mean, this is all about destroying, honestly, in my perspective and in my opinion, it's about destroying middle America and, 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 and the small business market because they're the one group that the government can't control, Steve. They can't corral yeah. them. They can't you know, uh, uh, regulate them enough, right? So they just want to put them out of business so that they become wards of state and that uh, they can have even further control. I mean, look at the, even the, the, the proposed cuts now that are being put out there on small business, for example, getting rid of the 20% tax deduction, which was one of the key things, Steve, that you and I fought for in the Tax and Jobs Act. Oh, you mean, you mean, so you mean the 20, hold on, Alfredo, I just want to make sure our listeners uh, know what you're referring to, which is that you and I worked together 
uh, with Senator Johnson and others to get a small business deduction in the income tax rates so that that small businesses, not just the big corporations, would get a tax cut. That's right. Uh, and, and I was in favor of both, you know, our corporations and our small business getting cut. Now, is it is it true that Biden wants to then go back and raise those taxes again on those small businesses? Yes. And the estimate now and in, in our other friend, uh, uh, Grover Northwest from American Tax Reform, has, has yeah. also uh, chimed in with an estimate. It's almost two million small businesses that are going to be impacted. And quite frankly, it's the oh largest of the of the small businesses, right? The biggest employers uh, that are still considered small businesses, because you have about a million uh, of those employers that are basically labeled the C corps or or, or do business right. under C corps, and they're going to get an in, increase in their tax rate when it goes from twenty one to twenty eight percent. So they're going to be hit uh, from that perspective. And then you also remember that they're also proposing raising that marginal tax rate up to almost forty percent. So that's going to hit about, you know, uh, uh, they said about 3% of our small business. Well, that's still about 900,000 small businesses. So, wow. so we're talking almost 2 million of our largest small business, largest job creators that are going to be hit. And remember that Biden said that there would be no increases on taxes on our small businesses in these countries. So it's yeah. another lie that the Biden administration put forth. As far as I'm concerned, Steve, for the Biden administration, it's promises made and promises broken. <laughs> now, uh, I want to add something that what you were just saying, Alfredo, which is uh, I'm also very, very concerned about the uh, the assault on family owned businesses through the massive increase in death taxes. Uh, so we just did a study at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. It's just being released on Monday, but I'll give you a sneak preview. We find that this will have an extreme negative effect on family owned businesses family-owned farms, family-owned ranches. Mm -hmm. uh, Alfredo, we believe, and, and you know, this is an old kind of cliche, but it will be true, that you will literally have millions of people who will have to sell the farm to pay the taxes at, at death yeah. because they want to increase the capital gains tax on these things. And I, I just, I find that to be so un-American. You know, my, my dad was a small business owner. He spent, when I was growing up, Alfredo, I didn't see my dad a lot. You know why? Because he was working, you know, he was working 60, right. 70 hours a week with five kids and, and you know, and a, a wife and a dog, you know, it was, he, he was gone a lot. He was traveling. He was building this business. He put his sweat equity into it. And I'm sorry. And then he dies and he has to pay 40%. And it, should, it doesn't go to the kids and grandkids. It goes to the government. I mean, that is on America. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. You know, getting rid of what I guess was called the, the, the stepped up uh, basis, you know, that, yeah. that provision. Uh, you know, we're calling it a success tax, right? Because that's pretty much what it is. I mean, they're taxing success. Um, yeah. And remember, uh, none other than Governor Christy Nome. This happened to her. That's one of the reasons why she ran, why she got into politics, because they almost literally lost the farm because of that. Uh, it's terrible. So, uh, EJ, um, I am. I want to go back to a minute on this issue of all of these these benefits, and, and it's not just the unemployment benefits. I mean, you worked on the research on this uh, just last week. Obama said he's going to increase food stamps by twenty five percent. They're they're doing the uh, rental free rent. They're giving people three hundred dollars a month per child. So you got three kids. That's another nine hundred dollars a week. You're talking about benefits. For people, for families, that can be these are government benefits paid for by taxpayers that can be in some cases seventy five, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars a year without anyone working a single hour. 
Right, Steve. I mean, it's it's essentially a tax on work and it's pushing more and more people onto welfare and into that cycle of dependency where even when the pandemic is completely behind us, those people are still going to be stuck in government dependency. Mm-hmm. And you have people who have been out of the labor market for more than a year and a half now. They haven't paid their mortgage or their rent or their student loans or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. We've expanded health care subsidies in addition to, to the great list that you just mentioned. So it, it really is, again, to echo something that Alfredo said, it, it really does seem like an attack on the American dream, on the American mm-hmm. ideal, and on success in this country. So, well, I'll, we are, yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing. You know, uh, my wife Anne, you've met Anne. I think both of you have, and she uh, went to UCLA. And she took out student loans because her family didn't have money to pay for her college. And when she was in her 20s and 30s, she had to put aside about, you know, 15, 20 percent of her paycheck to pay back that student loan, Alfredo. okay? and she did that diligently, like, you know, a, a responsible person does. And she paid off her loan. And you know what she said to me the other day? Gee, what a sucker I was. How stupid was I to pay this student loan? Because now the government's going to let the people who didn't pay their loans you know, they're going to let them off the hook. I have a problem with that, Alfredo. I think it's unfair to the people who did act responsibly, did pay back their loans. And now the the, the people who, who don't pay their, their bills, the government's going to come to the rescue. I mean, explain that one to me. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I've heard this complaint from parents all over the country at this point, Steve. I mean, saying I worked my buns off to right. pay for right. college, to raise, you know, to raise enough, for, you know, make enough for my family not only to live, but to cover their expenses for college, to put them in so they could have a better Mm -hmm. life, right? I did the right thing, and now basically this is happening where the government's just going to pay off basically everything. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, I really call this kind of the the diapers to dentures approach, right? I mean, this is literally what they're trying to do. I mean, we talk about literally dependency, literally from the day you're born to the day you die. You know, I I wonder whether, I I wrote in my column a week or two ago, whether this is intentional. I mean, do Democrats want to make people dependent on government? I don't like to get at people's motives, but you look at what they're doing, free health care, free child care, free kindergarten, for no, don't have to pay your student loans, all of these things, the government's going to free everything. And it's, by the way, it's terrible for America. It's even terrible for the people that we're giving the help to, because EJ, if you continue, to, for example, the statistics show, the longer you're unemployed, the worse it is for you in terms of your future jobs prospects. We have people now for 18 months who have not worked and we're still paying them all this money not to get back in the workforce. I don't even think we're doing a favor for those people who are getting those benefits. That's a great point, Steve. And on top of that, the longer some of these people stay out of the labor force, the more incentive there is for their employers to replace them with automation, with machines, whatever the case may be. So that's one of the reasons why we are so happy that Governor Abbott here in Texas and many other great Republican governors have taken whatever measures they could to end this cycle of dependency. They've done things like ending the $300 unemployment bonuses. So not only does that get people back to work, but now the unemployment rates in many of these states have fallen so low that those states can end the extended pandemic unemployment benefits as well. So we're continuing to see this positive cycle of ending these extra benefits that cause dependency. It creates jobs, and then that lowers unemployment even further. 
So, Alfredo, we're running out of time here, but I wanted to get to two quick issues. If you'd give me a fairly quick response, two things we haven't talked about yet uh, that Biden wants to do. One is raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, which I think is going to be terrible, especially for young workers. And the other that people aren't paying enough attention to requiring um, workers uh, in in the non-union states, the right-to-work states, uh, the, the Biden bill would basically re, uh, force people to join unions and right-to-work states against their will. That's going to be a killer for small businesses, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. On both fronts, Steve, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, I guess that's part, you know, part of the PRO Act that, that they keep uh, trying to push right. through. Uh, you know, we're we're calling it more like the Con Act because uh, there's definitely <laughs> right. cons and there are pros like to it. Right. Uh, right. But 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 disastrous. And then of course, a fifteen dollar minimum wage. I mean, just absolutely not required. I mean, first of all, we say if there is going to be anything like that. Let the states decide, uh, because you know uh, what what's good for uh, uh, you know uh, West Virginia is not going to be what's right for California and New York. I mean, right. it's just right. you know you got to let the states decide. And quite frankly, it really depends from uh, you know industry to industry and. You know, how, it's amazing that you have folks like Amazon getting into the picture where they're trying to promote fifteen dollar minimum wages. But interestingly enough, they're already above fifteen dollar minimum wage, yeah, right? So right. Uh, it doesn't you know, affect them, right? It doesn't affect them. It just affects all the small businesses that are actually their competitors. Well, this is why the theme um, that you and I have been working on is Biden's war on small businesses. Because if you look at it, you look at all of these policies we've been talking about um, on this show for the last twenty minutes or so. All of them have one thing in common. They benefit the big businesses, the big guys, the Walmarts and the and the you know the big companies like you know uh, Google and and uh, Facebook. But the small guys get really hit harder, and and I think it's unfair. My first job, by the way, two dollars and ten cents an hour working in a warehouse. But you know you learn a lot in those smart starter jobs. I, I worry we're going to get rid of the starter jobs, is and that's a big problem, isn't it? Yes, it's a, it, it, it's a huge, huge issue. And these starter jobs were never intended to be, you know, the, what, what Biden right. and others are calling living wages, you know, support families of foreign. So these are entry level positions, right, that deserve entry level wages, because in many cases, Steve, as you know, they're training jobs, right? Yeah. They, teach yep. us how to, they, they teach us discipline. They teach us how to get to work on time. They teach us how That's to, right. you know, uh, <laughs> how to do things, right, how to live right. life. I mean, it, these are entry level jobs. And, and look, Steve, some people for some reason or another, got, got caught up. Uh, something might have happened to them in their lives, and they need support. They need help. But let's give them resources then. Let's give them Amen. Uh, the training, for example. Let's give them the skills yeah. that they need to have better right. paying jobs. Because I don't understand, Steve, this one. Why, why are we so busy, uh, especially from the left perspective, of course, so busy trying to raise floors when we should be raising ceilings? I think Amen. let's work together. Let's give them the skills that they need, and let's okay. get them to pay fifty dollars an hour. My goodness, yeah. why you know why I stop at fifty? There you go. If you don't have the if need. you don't have the first job, you can't get the last. Okay, folks. That's right. That is uh, that is um, EJ Antoni with Texas Public Policy Foundation, and my good friend uh, Alfredo Ortiz with Job Creators Network. We'll be right back. You're listening to Seventy Seven Talk Radio WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences 
businesses in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com. 